Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of CCK Live. My name is Jenna Zalmer. I'm an attorney here at Chisholm, Chisholm and Kilpatrick practicing Veterans Benefits Appeals. Joining me today are Mike Lestrito and Kayla D'Onofrio, who both represent veterans before the agency. Um, and today we're going to be talking about what to do when VA proposes to reduce your disability rating. Um, so what exactly does that mean? Uh, VA awards an amount of compensation based on your service-connected disabilities, um, and VA can reduce a veteran's ratings um, and therefore reduce that amount of compensation. So today we're going to discuss the rules the VA has to follow when reducing a rating, what veterans can do to fight that proposed reduction, and we're going to go over certain rating protections that could limit the VA's ability to reduce. Um, so Mike, get us started. Why would VA reduce a veteran's rating? So VA reduces disability ratings from time to time um, because their stated goal is to ensure that each veteran is accurately compensated for their current level of uh, disability. And so if VA, um, for whatever reason, and we'll talk about some of those reasons throughout the broadcast, if they think that a veteran's condition either will improve or has improved, um, then what they will typically do is schedule the veteran for reevaluation of the condition uh, that's being rated. Um, and so this can uh, typically lead to, in some instances, um, VA reducing the veteran's disability rating if, in fact, uh, the veteran's condition has actually improved. Um, it, again, the stated goal of VA is to compensate veterans based on what their current level of severity is. And so this is just a recognition that from time to time, veterans' conditions can um, sometimes improve, and that would re result in a decrease in their compensation level. So what happens if you know, VA decides to reduce a veteran's rating um, and the, the veteran disagrees and doesn't believe that their uh, condition has improved? Kayla, maybe we can talk a little bit about that. Sure. So first thing to keep in mind is that there's two primary things that would trigger VA to kind of start this reduction process. Um, the first is that they receive some sort of new evidence, usually medical evidence, that indicates that there is some kind of change or some kind of improvement in the veterans rating. Um, the other way is if when they originally grant um, a rating for your condition, um, they make a determination that there is potential for improvement of that condition in the future. Um, if they find that possibility, they will notify you of that when they grant, um, grant the particular rating. They'll tell you in the, or they should tell you in the rating decision um, that you may be subject to future exams to make sure, as Mike said, they are accurately rating you for your condition. Um, in either one of these scenarios, they will probably... Um, schedule you for a new VA examination um, to make sure that, you know, they are correctly evaluating your condition um, and they can really order an exam at any point in time during this reduction process. Um, so it's really important to attend these examinations. Um, you may think that not going would prevent them from reducing you if they don't have that evidence when, in fact, the opposite is probably true. They'll probably just reduce you even sooner. Um, so if they do schedule you for an exam and you know that it's for the purpose of reevaluating you or if they think they may be trying to reduce your rating, um, definitely attend the examination and be honest with the examiner about what your conditions look like, 
um, under the ordinary conditions of life and work. Um, that's kind of the threshold that VA is supposed to be meeting before they do try to reduce um, a particular rating. They have to show that there is actual improvement um, when you're kind of functioning in your everyday life. So when you're walking around your house or you're running your regular errands, um, is there actually improvement in that condition? Great. That's a really great point to make sure that you attend your examinations if you've received a proposal to reduce. You know, we have um, prior CCK lives that deal all with, you know, what to do when you get you go to an exam. And I think one of the um, points that we make over and over again is that you always want to attend your exam. So um, that's no different in this case. Um, maybe even more important because, like you said, they're just going to probably reduce you if you don't show up. Um, so there are a number of rules that VA has to follow when trying to reduce a veteran's rating. So it's not like, um, you know, VA is just going to wake up one day and um, decide that your rating is lower and you're going to receive um, less compensation the next month. So you will be put on notice. Um, VA's first step is to send you a notice that they're going to propose to reduce their rating. This notice is kind of confusing because it's not a rating decision and you can't appeal it. So um, if you receive one of those notices, um, it's important to take note of it, but don't try to respond to it or file a notice of disagreement with it because VA isn't going to accept that. Um, as Kayla mentioned, you know, after they propose that, um, they might um, order an examination to demonstrate through medical evidence that there has actually been a change in um, your disabling condition. And so um, it, and it can't just be on the basis of, of one exam. They really do need to look at the evidence throughout your medical history and throughout your file. Um, so if VA, after having taken those steps, after sending the notice and potentially look, getting an exam and looking through the medical evidence, if they continue to believe that your condition has materially improved, they will then issue a rating decision that actually reduces the rating. Um, and that's what you need to appeal. So um, once VA issues a decision um, reducing your rating, that's gonna go into effect and your benefits will be impacted. Um, so you'll likely get less uh, compensation the next month. But if you fight the reduction, you can always you know, potentially get your rating restored um, and then VA would owe you that money that they um, had improperly reduced. So um, that kind of brings me to the next point, Mike, how do you fight a rating reduction? Yeah, so as you were saying, Jenna, um, if a veteran or you know, if you receive a notice um, that VA is proposing to reduce your rating, um, Veterans have 30 days from the date of that notice to request a hearing. And so this is not required. Veterans don't need to request a hearing. Um, but what this allows is number one, um, for veterans to attend a hearing if they feel that this would benefit them in some way um, by being able to describe their condition and how maybe it has not improved. Um, but also requesting a hearing essentially stops VA from being able to reduce the rating until the hearing is is conducted. Um, and so because of the length of time it can take to schedule a hearing, this often allows veterans the opportunity and veterans advocates the opportunity um, to gather the necessary evidence that they may need um, and also hold the current rating in place until they um, are able to do so. So it can be a, uh, a, a official procedural step to take, um, but also again, for veterans who want to attend the hearing, um, and submit additional evidence and testimony that way, 
obviously that option is there as well. Um, whether a veteran um, requests a hearing or not, they will have 60 days from the date of the notice um, to submit additional evidence in support of uh, the veteran's current rating or their current rating to show that a reduction is not warranted. Um, and so, you know, this can take a, a number of different forms, um, and we'll talk about those in a second. Uh, but it, these dates are really important. Again, the 30 days to request a hearing, the 60 days to submit new evidence, um, because this is all before a finalized decision has actually even been issued that does, in fact, reduce the veteran's rating. So this is a way to get ahead of it. Um, and while the rating is still intact, try to fight it and prevent the rating reduction from actually going into effect. If though, um, for what other, either the veteran doesn't respond to the proposed reduction, or um, maybe they don't receive a copy of it, or um, you know, they do respond and you know, VA nevertheless issues a finalized decision that, that does finalize the rating reduction, um, veterans do have the same rights to appeal that decision um, in the same way that they would for any other decision. So if it's a, uh, you know, an AMA decision, they would have three options. They would be able to submit new and relevant evidence in a supplemental claim lane appeal. Um, they would be able to submit a higher level review appeal to have kind of a higher level adjudicator within the VA regional office look at the case uh, fresh, top to bottom. And then they also have the option to send the case to the board and appeal um, with what's known as a notice of disagreement. And there are three lanes at the board uh, to choose from there. Uh, but these standard options that veterans have to appeal any rating decision also exist for veterans who are looking to appeal a decision, uh, you know, a finalized decision that is uh, in AMA. Now, a second ago, I was talking about the evidence that one might want to um, obtain and then submit either in response to a proposed reduction or in response to a rating reduction. I, in my practice, I've found um, both lay evidence and private medical opinions or treatment records to be some of the most uh, uh, powerful pieces of evidence that a veteran can submit. And the idea, as I believe Kayla was saying, is to really highlight the fact that, you know, your condition has not improved. Um, you know, perhaps there is a uh, an individual, your spouse or a friend or something, who would be willing to write a lay statement for you and submit that to show how your condition hasn't improved and how they've been able to witness you um, not be able to, you know, do the things that you once did. And so because the, the, the burden is really on VA to show that your condition has improved, you really need to submit evidence, um, you know, to that effect, to really show that under the normal conditions of work and life, um, you know, your condition has not improved. Again, you can have a private medical opinion submitted that offers that opinion. You can have treatment records. You can submit lay evidence, either your own or a buddy statement or a spouse. Um, but all of that evidence, those are the types of things that you would want to think about submitting, both in response to a proposed reduction um, or ultimately if the decision is finalized in response uh, to the rating decision with an appeal. I think that's a really good point, Mike, about how it, this is ultimately VA's burden. Um, you know, and that doesn't necessarily mean that VA is going to properly apply the law. And so it's possible that they, um, you know, are going to reduce even though they might not have really met that burden. And so that's why it's really important to know your options for how to fight that rating reduction. Um, especially, you know, um, you can file a supplemental claim or higher level review, but sometimes it, 
um, it might make the most sense. This is definitely something you should talk to your um, veteran service organization about or your attorney, whoever is helping you. Um, it might make more sense to go to court just because um, sometimes VA needs a little extra push to kind of um, see that they've, they haven't carried that burden. So I think that was a really good point. For sure. That's, and, and you mentioned, a you know, another good point. These can be really tricky legal issues um, because we're getting into things like the, you know, the standard of proof and burden shifting um, things that a lot of veterans don't really think about, but it's, it's really important for veterans to understand that they don't in these situations need to show that the evidence warrants an increased rating. They need to show that, you know, their old rating, um, or, or that their condition hasn't improved because the, the burden is on VA, like you said, uh, the burden is on VA to show that their condition has improved. So um, it, it it does get complicated. Sometimes we do need to appeal these cases to court, um, but uh, it's just kind of a, one of the nuances in this area. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets even more complicated because um, like Kayla mentioned a little while ago, one of the triggers that can potentially um, you know, prompt VA to pr propose a reduction is a claim for an increased rating. Um, you know, so if a veteran claims an increased rating and goes to um, the a VA examiner and the VA examiner says, actually, you don't deserve an increased rating, your, your condition has improved, then that gets even more complicated because then the veteran still wants an even higher rating, but now they're fighting to just keep the, higher, the rating that they once had. And so, um, yeah, it gets really tricky. Um, but another thing, Kayla, you had mentioned was um, with the triggers about how VA sometimes determines that um, a particular disability um, might be subject to improvement. Um, let's talk a little bit about the flip side. Are there particular disabilities or ratings that um, are more protected? Maybe they're less susceptible to um, rating rec reductions? Yeah, um, there are a few circumstances where your ratings may be a little bit more protected than they would under the normal circumstances. Um, a lot of it has to do with sort of length of time that they've been, you know, at a particular rating or the length of time that they've been service connected. Um, so you first start to sort of start to get protections at the five-year point. Um, so if you have a condition that's been continuously rated at the same rate for five years or more, um, VA has to show that there's really exhibited sustained improvement of this condition. Um, and what that means is that they can't just rely on one single examination to, you know, try to reduce you. Um, like you mentioned before, they, they are supposed to be looking at the full record anyway, but it's not enough for them to look at the record and just do one examination. They have to get at least two examinations that really do show that that improvement has been sustained over, you know, a longer period of time. It's a little bit of a higher threshold that they have to meet um, once those conditions have been rated at five years. Um, and just kind of something to keep in mind, the five-year point, it, it really does mean five years. If you've been rated at one rate for four years and 11 months, it's not going to cut it for VA purposes. It does have to be exactly five years or more before you get that protection. Um, you get a little bit further protected at the 10-year point. So VA is still kind of subject to the same higher threshold, not relying on just one examination. Um, but at the 10-year point, you also now have an added protection where they can no longer sever your condition. Um, and what that means is that they can't take away service connection. So they can still try to reduce you as long as they do sort of meet that threshold of going to more than one exam, looking at all of the evidence, showing sustained improvement. 
under the ordinary conditions of life, but they can't fully take away service connection um, unless they show that service connection was granted on the basis of fraud, um, which is a really high standard that VA has to meet before they can try to do that. Um, and then at the 20-year point, you're even further protected. Um, so if you've had a condition that has been service-connected for 20 years or more, um, VA no longer can reduce that rating. Um, just something to keep in mind, over the course of that 20 years, um, your ratings may have gone up and down, um, but they can't reduce you any lower than your lowest rating over the course of the 20 years. So you may have started at 20%, gone up to 60%, down to 40, down to 20, back up to 60. They can't reduce you any lower than the 20% that you've, you know, that's the lowest rating that you've had over the 20 years. Um, again, the only way that they could try to reduce you at that point is if they show that the rating was granted based on fraud. Um, and again, that's just a really high standard for VA to meet um, to be able to reduce you. So at 20 years, your ratings, they're pretty protected um, in terms of, you know, making sure that they're not going to reduce you. Um, and then the rating itself may offer you a little bit of additional um, protection. So if you have a disability that is rated at 100%, um, VA really does have to show that there's been material improvement before they can try to reduce that rating. Um, and what that means is that they really have to show that there's a significant observable difference in the veteran's ability to function um, in their daily life because of that condition. It can't just be that you know, there's maybe some fleeting evidence in one medical record that indicates a little bit of improvement. It really does have to be a significant change that they can see before they um, do try to reduce that rating. Um, and that's kind of where you get protected in terms of the ratings and the lengths of time themselves. Um, and then if you do have a 100% rating or if you've been granted TDIU or a total disability rating based on individual unemployability, VA may have also simultaneously made the finding that you're permanently and totally disabled. Um, and what that means is that they've determined that your disabilities are not likely to improve over time. Um, it should protect you from any future examinations for those conditions, and um, they really shouldn't be trying to reduce them at that point if it kind of closes those out. Um, having said that, like Jenna said, if you do try to file new claims at that point, um, it may subject you to reopening and VA looking at those things again, um, which could then open the door for VA to try to reduce you in the future. So um, if you do have this permanent and total finding, um, just be careful about any evidence that you do submit. Make sure it really is going to um, result in some kind of additional benefit to you before you go um, through the process of allowing VA to kind of look at things that they don't really need to be looking at. And VA's determination that your disability is permanent in total can be a little tricky to find sometimes. So um, when you receive a rating decision from VA, um, you, you receive the cover letter, you receive the narrative decision, which is all of the reasons why VA has awarded you a benefit. And then at the end of that, you should also be receiving something called a code sheet. Um, sometimes it's listed on the code sheet that uh, VA has determined that you're rating is, is permanent in total. Um, sometimes VA will tell you that um, you're now eligible for dependent educational assistance, um, DEA. That's something that only permanent and total, um, permanent total ratings would entitle you to. Um, do you guys have any other uh, advice about how to figure out if you're permanent and total? Because it's not, it's not always something that VA tells you. Sometimes it's indicated on uh, 
the rating that uh, you will be scheduled for a re-examination. So that's a very simple example of um, the VA essentially telling you that your condition is not permanent because they are going to at some point schedule you for an examination. There's chances are your permanent total, but um, tread tread carefully, I guess, in that in that regard. Um, well, great. Thank you guys so much. This is a really complicated area um, and it can be really um, sensitive and frustrating because a veteran, you know, has already gone through so much to try to get this rating and then to get this notice that VA is now proposing to reduce it can be really upsetting. And so um, it's really important to kind of know your rights, know what VA has to follow um, and make sure that you, um, you know, talk to your your rep or your attorney whoever's helping you because like we mentioned this is a complicated area um i would just reiterate the importance of attending those exams um you know like we said it's it's really going to be kind of a make or break for some of these reductions where if you don't attend these exams va will likely reduce you without them um if you for some reason aren't able to attend the exam make sure that you do try to get it rescheduled or if um, you're not comfortable with attending for COVID restrictions, um, see if there's any way that you can schedule it um, under a different means like a telehealth exam or something of that nature. Um, it is just really important to attend these exams when they are scheduled. You don't want to have to be fighting the reduction if, um, if it's not necessary. Yeah, I would just like to emphasize the importance of um, responding to the proposal to reduce within the 60 days that they allow. Um, it's much easier to, to fight against any proposed reduction while the rating is still in place, as opposed to having to go through, you know, kind of the, the lengthy onerous appeal process once the rating has already been taken away. So th those 60 days, 30 days for a hearing, the 60 days to submit evidence and legal argument are really important. Um, and it's important that veterans and veterans advocates respond within that time period with, with evidence, because in, in many cases, I've found um, that doing so provides for Kind of maybe the best chance and the fastest chance to fight back and actually keep the current rating um, and you know not get bogged down and sometimes the lengthy appeal process that can ensue afterwards. Great well thanks for joining us today. Um, for more information on the topics we mentioned in this video please check out our blog at cck-law.com and we will see you next week.